0: Hey, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malanzak, and this is episode 19 of the podcast. 19 episodes in and still going strong. All right, guys, so welcome to week nine. Uh, we have a productivity Monday type show for you today. And today, and over the next uh, couple of weeks, actually, I'm going to start my very own first podcast series. And so I'm going to be looking at and taking a focus on some of the more famous personal management systems that are out there today. Uh, I think it's great to learn about the different methods that uh, a lot of people have found out there to be effective, and borrow as much or as little of them as you can to design your own workflow. You know, that's sort of a, a hot. Button i uh, word these days workflow. You know everyone is oh I mean so you're interrupting my workflow and it's sort of a fancy way for just saying like how you get shit done. Um, so your workflow might include like um, going for a run in the morning and then sitting down and doing an hour of work and then you know doing taking some phone calls or it might just be doing whatever shit comes to you. You know so. I'd say the more predefined your workflow is, sort of like how, you know, people that are into fitness have a predefined workout, you know, they don't just go in there and just start doing, you know, a little of this and a little of that they have a plan, uh, a workflow is similar to that. So there's a bunch of different, you know, productivity gurus out there. And so I'm going to analyze a couple of them based on some of the, their books that I've read. And uh, I'm going to start with a little story about how I tackled the first book. So I have um, I've really been into this idea of productivity for the past year or so. Ever since I was really getting into the idea of doing this podcast, I knew that like part of it was going to focus on helping people be more productive. But there's a lot of that out there. <laughs> um, if you found me, chances are, if you found me on iTunes, chances are you, you thumbed through hundreds of other productivity-focused podcasts. And so you can get that in a lot of places, and you can get it in a, in a lot of print options as well. Um, and that's why I kind of took the twist of, of working, you know, specializing in the population that I know so well, um, you guys. Uh, I thought it would be helpful to look at a couple of books. Um, but I was, I just have had a, such a hard time reading <laughs> over the past, um, this has been longer than, you know, a year many years um I used to read for pleasure a lot and yeah to me a book about productivity is you know for pleasure I'm not reading it for somebody else uh so therefore it's for pleasure but I I read a lot of fiction too um and as I mentioned I was an English major so I just read so much in high school and into college and um always found that I had time for it and I made time for it and now I find that time has has been replaced with screen time you know I read on my iPad at night uh stupid websites about sports and shit um instead of of reading what I used to you know fiction or you know as I said just like self-help kind of stuff so I've been struggling with this and thinking about how can I incorporate reading more into my um more into my day to day routine, and so I sort of made a twist on it. Um, I got an audio book one day, and it happened to be the book I'm going to talk about today. And because I was like, you know, I, I really want to read this book, but I don't have time. So let me hey, oh look, they have the audio book. You know, I found it in my library, and I've read. I'm one of those people that still has a CD player. Actually, I have one of those six CD changers. <laughs> uh, I feel like they're they're sort of being phased out of newer cars, in favor of USB shit. Um, But I have one, so you could just load up, you know, six of the CDs at once and just play them, and it's nice, you know, it reads to you while you're in the car. If somebody's in the car with you, you just turn it off, Um, and I give her a lot of time to just like dwell on things and you know contemplate what's being said. So, this is my new routine for reading: is I listen to audiobooks, and so um, I am going to talk about uh, one of the books I've read. Uh, It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And this is a very famous book. Uh, and it is uh, pretty old, too. I think it was written in the 70s. I should have researched that. But um, it's really got a what I'd call top down approach. So he gives these seven habits and they're ways they are things that you can do in different walks of life in order to You know sort of as it says be more effective and i i think of effective as productive but it it could mean other things as well it gives great examples in the book um so i am going to talk about uh seven habits today next week i'm going to talk about uh david allen's getting things done which is much more of a bottom-up approach um, so his philosophy is much more in the oh you have these annoying things let's start with you know t- attending to these annoying things and we'll work our way up to you know defining um, what it is you, you need to get done and stuff and what it is you need to do next. Whereas Covey I find is much more top down in that he presents some ideas and some habits that he suggests and you sort of uh, enact them in various ways through across multiple domains. So, like, for instance, being proactive is the first habit. Um, it's not just being proactive in school that I would suggest. It's being proactive in all walks of life. And that's why I find it to be much more of a top-down approach. And I do, must give credit to a podcast I listened to and have plugged before on here, The Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency. The host of that show, Zachary Sexton, has talked about this, you know, uh, comparing Covey to Alan And this top-down bottom-up approach and i really it really rings true to me after now having read both of the books so stephen covey um, so he's got these seven habits i am going to focus on two of the seven but let me just run through them um, rather quickly to talk about and kind of summarize what they are so the first one be proactive Uh, that one is pretty self-explanatory and that's what i'm going to go into a little bit more Um, but this idea of like don't be reactive right Um, if you want something, don't wait for somebody to come to you first. Um, take the initiative. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind. So this is the idea that whenever you start a project that you know what it looks like in the end. You know, and actually Alan, David Allen talks about this too, um, is having a very well defined idea of what you're trying to accomplish. So that you know when you got there, right? Um, trying to avoid these projects and and assignments that just drag on forever and ever because you're never quite sure what it is that is expected of you. So begin a project or anything knowing what it's going to look like when you reach the end. Habit number three, put first things first. So this is a sort of prioritization habit. Once you are proactive in, in doing what you need to be doing, And once you have those projects, that you have the end in mind that you'd like to begin, Um, how now do you prioritize in in putting first things first, figuring out what the most important things are, what the most critical activity is in any project, and making sure to attend to that one first. Habit number four. This one is probably one of the more, uh, one of the ones I learned the most about when I read the book or listened to the book, I should say. Um, think win-win this idea that it really is based off of the um what is it called Uh, um drawing a blank this idea that there is many solutions in the world that involve one party getting something and the other party getting something as well um so many you know people that have a business sense so to speak what they would consider one um Believe in the scarcity model. That's what I was trying to, to remember before. This idea that there's only a certain number of resources, and that if you have those resources, that means I don't have them, and I want your resources, so I'm going to compete with with you for them. Um, as opposed to somebody that kind of thinks with this uh, abundance philosophy, in that there's more. This theory that there's more than enough for all of us, and. I can have as much as I need. And that means you can too. And that's really what thinking win-win is, is this uh, thought that like, if I need something, let me if I need something from you, let me put it in a way that's going to get you something as well. It's going to make you much more likely to, you know, help me out, and possibly help me again in the future. I've learned a lot from from thinking about life in terms of think win-win. Habit number five. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Um, This is one that America fucking sucks at. And we need to do a better job of making sure we understand what the other person is saying to us before we open our big goddamn mouths. Um, I, yeah... I'm not going to talk too much about this one because it sort of bugs me about, um, you know, just humanity in general, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I really do believe in and I think that this is one of the ones that I would find I would say is was one of my strengths. And I think it's just in the nature of the work that I do. Um, When you're talking with somebody and helping them set goals and achieve them, you really do have to understand the person really well. Uh, in order to help them and so that becomes the priority to me over you know making sure they understand me so um, number six synergize Um, this is the idea that you know two heads are better than one and that you know if I'm working with you in synergy that our productive our collective output is going to be uh, far greater than whatever each of us individually could do on our own Um, this is the one I understand the least I will say Um, I would I would like to spend more time you know reading into depth this chapter because um, this was the hardest habit I had sort of putting into concrete you know actionable steps in a sense Um, I'd like to know more about this one the seventh habit is the other one I'm going to spend uh, some time on today which is sharpen the saw think about a saw Um, think about you know what its function is you go out into a forest you want to cut down a tree you bring your trusty saw and you start cutting and it's a big big thick ash tree and you cut and you cut and you cut and you're like oh I'm so tired and along comes somebody and they're like hey I have a saw sharpener would you like to use it it's like yeah man um I could really use that think of the alternative the person's like nah I got it and they just keep on sharp they just keep on sawing with a now dull saw Um, so the person that takes a minute or two and sharpens that saw is going to be so much more efficient for the next half hour of cutting when they have a nice sharp saw and the other person didn't think it was worth the two minutes to stop and sharpen the saw so now they're working in a very low efficient type of model so Uh, So let's go back to to habit one for a little bit. Um, Being proactive. So how does this play out in college and in, in attending to your goals, right? So we've been talking about, you know, this goal that you have set way in the beginning of the semester. We're now more than halfway through the semester. I've slowly been giving people sort of tips and things that they might want to work into their life to get you closer to that goal. So what does being proactive mean? in goal achievement? Well, it means simply not waiting for someone else to come to you. Um, And it can mean that, but it also could just mean um, not waiting, you know, Um, it could just be, you know, it this is typically the way it's done, but I am going to, you know, take the bull by the horns, so to speak. And I'm going to be proactive and reach out first um think about i've heard it so many times in in class as a a teacher um the people that are not proactive wait until the last minute and this is i guess procrastination you know as simple as that um and are like oh you know i had this question about the assignment and it's like the day before the assignment and it ends up being late and it's like i knew i should have asked you earlier like yeah you should have um if you have that gut feeling of, I know I should have done this earlier, it's usually true. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking of a, um, an analogy in the world of permaculture, <laughs> this idea that like, uh, when's the best time to plant a tree? <laughs> it was like 50 years ago was the best time to plant a tree because it takes so long for a tree to bear fruit. So, all right, you didn't plant the tree 50 years ago. When's the next best time to plant the tree? today. <laughs> Plan it today so that the people in 50 years from now can enjoy it. You know, you may not get that time again. So um, you could think about it in terms of getting the information that you want from professors, right? Don't wait. Professors are so much more willing to work with you if you go to them early and say, listen, I'm having problems with this assignment. I'm having problems with my personal life right now. I need, you know, this Um, I'd be so much more willing to help somebody if they're not coming to me the day before something is due if they tell me as early as possible into the venture like this is a problem Um, taking initiative outside of class so I think a lot of us so get so enraptured with "Ah, I got this many classes and then this many responsibilities let me write down everything that is the absolute requirements and that's important right you you have to make sure you're not missing anything Um, but Perhaps the, it shouldn't just be the thought of like, oh, let me just get the bare minimum done. And I know a lot of you go beyond, right? Um, But taking initiative outside of class might be striking up a conversation with the professor that you really um, enjoy listening to, just kind of getting to learn more about them. Maybe they have an opportunity that you might be interested in, you know? And it's only from being proactive, taking that little bit of time after class or going into his office hours, um, that you might learn about that. Stop waiting for things to come to you. you know, um, If you want something, go out and ask for it. If you want something, go out and tell people what you're looking for. It's amazing to me when you do this, how, many, how much uh, is, comes back to you in so many ways because people, I think, in, inherently do want to help each other out. You yeah. um, this could relate to the disability office, as we had talked about uh, in a couple of weeks back. I know this is not the show that I typically focus on, but if you think about being proactive, um, a lot of times we say, oh, you know, you need to get the, those accommodations or whatnot requested at the beginning of the semester. Um, the reason is you, you have to, you cannot do that later in the semester. I, I'm working with somebody through that now um and it's like uh, i just wish the person had been proactive and instead they waited for something bad to happen and were reactive to the situation and it sort of put them behind the eight ball now um being proactive i know is easier said than done you know being proactive takes motivation and i know a lot of people that struggle with depression for example um are not motivated to do anything uh, and that's why I talk so much about passion. And that's because on your on your really deep, dark days when you just don't feel like doing anything, you know, what if you did do anything, what would you do, right? You would do the things that you're sort of passionate about, the things that you would do, you know, in any condition, you know. Um, and that's why I feel passion is so important to kind of drive you um, during the times when, you're not feeling at your best you know i saw a question on reddit the other day somebody in the college sub being like how does everybody i know it's been asked before but how does everybody you know uh, focus on stuff that they don't um that they don't that they can't get through and it's, uh, my my answer was so like one one sentence you know everyone's like oh you should use this study tip or you should use that study tip or do this and i was like just study something you're interested in you won't have the problem anymore. Um, So that's why I see how I kind of see the tie in between proactivity and passion. I know that there's a lot of things you have to do in college that don't tie into your passion. And you just have to get them done anyway, because they lead to the bigger goal, right? If Your passion is being a doctor. And you have to take I don't know, something that's sort of related to being a doctor but you may not ever really use that much like one of those core requirement courses that's just there's no option it's like and that was really the the person in the subreddit question that I just referred to was saying it was that was his response to me anyway um is you know you have to kind of focus on you know why you're doing that um and maybe that is taking a step back like I had suggested last week the big picture view to kind of reaffirm for yourself why you're doing what you're doing and sort of put you back on that track. So being proactive, big, big part of um, Covey's seven habits. I feel like it drives all the other ones. The last habit, though, is the other one I'm going to talk about, sharpening the saw. So I gave the example. um, I could give some real life examples of what sharpening the saw would mean, you know, to uh, any kind of person, not even just a college student exercise. You know, quadrant two, we were talking about urgency and importance a few weeks ago, episode 15. Uh, urgency and importance is taken directly from Stephen Covey. And exercise is in one of those uh, is in that quadrant two. those things that are really important to getting your your goals achieved. And in this case, your goals might be, you know, living a long, healthy life. Um, it's not urgent that people exercise, right? It's like, oh, I can, you can always exercise tomorrow. <laughs> um, but sharpening the saw is like, let me take the two minutes, or in this case, it might be a little bit more than two minutes if you, if you need to exercise. Let me take that time now um, because it's going to help me when I do need it, you know, when I am ready to pick up that saw. Um, getting proper sleep, you know, is essentially sharpening the saw. Um, keeping yourself at a good... Um, a good heightened awareness because you're getting regular sleep allows you to tackle every day with a vigorousness vigor i don't know vigorousness is a word vigor that the person that is having shitty sleep cannot do and they will always be behind be behind the eight ball as a result Um, another one i just mentioned reading you know reading keeps our brains active keeps our minds you know connected and just the act of reading is, I think, such an um, important habit in people's lives that are successful and that want to kind of be uh, have that life learning mindset. And then one of the last things I thought about when I was thinking about sharpening the saw is spirituality. How do you reconnect with your God or nature or whatever it is that, you know, really moves you from a spiritual sense? Um, how do you do that and if you if you if you know how you do that are you doing it regularly you know are you taking those times to invest in yourself um, away from the day-to-day to kind of you know bring yourself back into focus and as a result you're able to be more proactive Um, you're able to kind of tackle whatever it is, whatever it is, your assignment, your goal in life, the goal you're working on for this podcast, with um, a much clearer mind. There's just no downside, I could see. So, um, so those are the two aspects of Covey's book that really I thought rang true when I was thinking about college students. You know, being proactive is so important in college, especially I feel like large colleges, like the one I work at, and I went to, um, it's so easy to get lost in a shuffle, especially large classroom, lecture hall type of um, environments. So being proactive is sort of standing out and making sure that people, you know, in this case might be a teacher or a guidance counselor, you know, somebody of influence that you might, you know, in down the line need something from, or, you know, be able to take advantage of their um, willingness to help you learn You have to be, you know, you have to stand out. You have to be noticed. Uh, And then sharpening the saw is doing the things that are, you know, seemingly not that urgent, but actually are important to your daily maintenance. So for this week, home exercise is two, two actually this week. So try and think and be proactive in a situation that you've been procrastinating on. I'll just leave it at that. Everybody can probably think of something that they're like, oh, I should have done this so long ago. Let me just do it. Think of how you will feel when you're done, right? Uh, and then, number two, consider implementing one tool sharpening strategy into your wellness arsenal. You know, we talk about um, uh, relapse prevention and wrap and wellness and recovery action plans. There are things in the mental health field that we do to help people stay well one of the things they talk about is their wellness toolbox uh which i think is kind of a cheesy term personally like i just i can't say it in in, with a straight face so i'm busting out my wellness arsenal and that's what i'm going to use from now on just came to me today so you got this arsenal of tools right guns and uh nunchucks and um you know ninja stars or something um so this is one weapon um a tool sharpening strategy so it could be you know what I'm going to you know start getting to sleep a little earlier uh I am going to cut down on the soda um I am going to whatever it is uh it sort of works in with you know the the ideas that we've discussed in in past episodes related to routine and habits and whatnot um but keep that saw sharpened guys and gals all right, so I hope, uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I will come back to you on Thursday and have another topic for you, sort of more in the uh, mental health realm. Uh, I will be hopefully posting in the show notes today uh, a link to our Facebook page. I think I've posted in a couple of more recent episodes. But I really want to start posting um, alerts of when podcasts are going up. Uh, onto Facebook so I gotta look for a plugin in WordPress to see if I can automate this shit <laughs> as they say um but look for uh, look for me on Facebook college student success podcast put it in there you should find the page um I actually got to put it out to like my friends and family I've been slacking on that so um if you see it has like no likes it's just you know me being slacker so maybe I'll be proactive today and uh work on that a little bit uh, a little bit later so Hope you enjoyed today. Talk to you guys Thursday. Peace.